the boss is coming. So they call him Samurai, huh? Welcome to Wonderfully Awful, Episode 2, Samurai Cop. Yes. His real name is Joe Marshall. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. Uh, what's his name? Omaha, Yamaha, whatever his face, his name is, right? Fluent Japanese. Are you Fuji, Fujiyama? Fluent Japanese. What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. He got his martial arts training from the masters in Japan. Shoot! Shoot him! I'm telling these son of a bitches that we respect the Japanese of this country who are honest businessmen. And yeah, this is the land of opportunity for legitimate business, not for death merchants who distribute drugs to our children through schools and on the streets. We are not an established gang yet. A bitter samurai cop and his sidekick intend to get their revenge and bravely try to go after the Yakuza. Welcome to the second episode of Wonderfully Awful. I'm Kevin from I'm My Jamie Movies Better. Shit. I'm Jamie Shit. You're Jamie Shit? No, I, I interrupted you. Sorry, I'm Jamie from Storyburst. <laughs> awesome. And we watched, as I said, Samurai Cop, which is a movie that I guess is about a samurai cop. You'd think so. But we're going to break it down for you tonight on this, the second episode of Wonderfully Awful. So last time we covered Miami Connection. Yep. Um, I just want to throw this out there because I found this out while I was reading a little bit about it after we did the podcast. They spent a million dollars on that no. movie. Yeah. Reportedly. Where'd it go? Yeah. <laughs> Good quite into the cameras most likely. Yeah, probably. cameras and rigs and any of that shit. Mm. But uh and possibly the people to operate them, <laughs> salaries as well. Uh but so yeah. If you want, go check out our first episode on uh Miami Connection. But tonight we're gonna talk about Samurai Cop. So why don't you settle down, grab some popcorn, and uh listen to a little clip here from the film before we get into it. Baby, I'm always in. Okay, Mr. Joe Samurai, now that you're in, I've got some interesting news for you. What is it? Well, it seems there th there's this restaurant, Blue Lagoon, on 3rd Street near downtown. Well, Mr. Fujiyama, the head of the Katana Gang, this is where he's been hanging out. What does Katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Also, there are two other Japanese gangs, the Shinjuku and Ginza Gang. They're both rivals to the Katana. All right, both of those gangs are willing to cooperate with us. They're a small gang, mostly in gambling. They're afraid of Katana. That's why they're willing to help us. All right, in time we'll use their service, but not now. Right now I see you and I go pay a visit to this Blue Lagoon restaurant. You want to go? I can't. I may stop by, so, uh, keep it warm. 
Samurai Cop. It is a 1991 American direct-to-video action film directed, produced, and written by Amir Chevron. And the film stars Robert Zadar, Matt Hannon, and Mark Frazier. And it is a cult film. Jamie, you've never seen this movie no, before. What are your initial thoughts? 100% video game, like arcade. Like like you mentioned before, we watched it, uh, what was it, Lucky and Wild? Yeah, like, yeah, even, yeah. Even like the clips that they, like when they're clearly not talking, when they're overdubbing the voices, it just sounds <laughs> like clips from a Sega game or right. like an arcade game. It's Yeah, or like I was saying, like they're uh, those... Uh, those light gun shooters at arcades where like mm-hmm. people pop up yeah. and uh, you have to shoot them. Yes. Lucky and wild. If you haven't ever played that game, that's the one where one person drives the other person shoots. Okay, let's go. It's awesome. Shoot. But this movie, yeah, shoot him, shoot, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him in the head. This movie is a lot like the live action lucky and wild. I guess you could say. At least it starts off like right. And then it, there's not a whole, not a whole lot more driving <laughs> right. shooting, but yeah. so uh, like I said, this movie stars uh, actually an actor I really like who's been in like I think like 200 or was uh, he's dead now Robert Zadar, he's been in like 200 of these type of films. I've seen like 10 of them, and he's always fantastic, and he's always really weird, and he has the squarest head and chin. Oh combo of all time um so yeah i just wanted to give a i guess a shout out for (laughs) to beyond the grave to robert zadar he's gonna come back up on this show uh in other episodes because there's no way you can avoid him when you're talking about Uh, bad movies yeah i'd say video game and half porno yeah a a lot of porn yeah like Like, uh like the room um, except for more nudity, but in the way that it had, uh, I think there's three, three topless sex type scenes in the movie. In Samurai Cup? Yeah. No, there was like four. There's four? Oh, right. There's one with Okamura too. Yeah. That weird, awkward, well, they're all awkward, but that was just, that yeah. was just a travesty. I don't know. So yeah, I guess I could have mentioned that too. Gerald Okamura is also in this film, uh, who is in. He was one of the gang members in the little gang fight in Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's pretty famous for like 80s kung fu and and kung fu adjacent action movies. Um, so he's probably the biggest star actually in this movie, which is crazy to think because he doesn't even he plays like a random side character who yeah, gets he, killed like yeah. halfway through. Uh, but Wait, which one was that? He, he's the bald guy. Oh, okay. He's the, the, like the guy says when he catches him. He's the bald Japanese one. Yeah. Okamura sent me. Which one is he? Oh, oh, uh, uh, he, he's, he's the big bald man. Oh yeah. Got okay. him. Got him fingered. I'll get the 15 years. Assaulting a police officer with a deadly weapon will get you 15 years. But if you tell me who hired you, I'll get him. But so yeah, this movie is about a samurai cop, I guess. But really, it's who knows. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's not. But he's fluent in Japanese. He speaks fluent Japanese. He doesn't say one word of Japanese in the movie, but... What does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. No, and he messes up. Yeah, he does. Every time he tries to. Fuji, Fujiyama. Yeah. Um, Yamaha and Omaha. <laughs> yeah, Yamaha, Omaha, yeah. It's also, I mean, it's quite obviously 
a lethal weapon. I wouldn't say a ripoff, but it's definitely trying to cop the style. What year was this again? 1991. 91. Yeah. Lethal Weapon was, I think, 89. Yeah, I was going to say 88 so, or 89. And, and it was huge, huge mm-hmm. film. And, I mean, just, just I think, the main thing they stole, other than the, you know, general stuff that would be in a cop drama, is the black cop with the white cop who has long, long hair, hair yeah. and is a wild man. But he doesn't, he doesn't go full Mel Gibson in this movie. No. But... He's uh he's definitely a wild man and he definitely likes killing people way more. He's been really good lately with not doing that while we're recording. Well, it's gonna pause right here. Good morning, Mr. Lee. Have you decided to work with us? Come younger. In no way we go under Fujiyama's flag. Mr. Fujiyama doesn't want to waste any more time. So I'm lying there in bed with probably the most beautiful woman I've ever met in my life. Talking about. I'm just kidding, you know you're number one. So anyway, this guy gets heard enough for these stories. So anyway, you get on the phone and you tell me that these uh what's his name? Omaha Yamaha he speaks fluent Japanese. He is after me. So I figured I'm gonna have to knock a couple of these guys off. And I know I'm gonna get the speech from Captain Roma. I told you guys <laughs> I don't want any more dead bodies. But what am no. I gonna Fuji Fujiyama? Yes I am! Who are you? I'm a cop. So you're the infamous boss of this shit katana gang, huh? Now I'm telling these motherfuckers that if they continue killing our children to make their precious millions that they deposit in their secret Swiss bank accounts, I'll have their stinking bodies in garbage bags and ship them back to Japan for fertilizer. Got it? Excuse me, miss. By the way, what's an all-American girl like you doing with a geek like this? You know what? As a matter of fact, I did, uh, this chicken. I have a neighbor next door, and she has farm animals. And what I did was I jumped the fence, uh-huh. stole one of her chickens, and then killed it. Great. Because I really wanted to impress her, and killed it. So I hope you're impressed, and killed it. How did you know I'd come home with you? And killed it. Let's just say, and killed it. I can read eyes. So yeah, that's Sammy, his first appearance on this podcast. Anyway, as I was saying, yeah. um, wild man. Yeah, he's uh, with a wig. Sometimes I totally lost it, but whatever. Regardless, he the Mel Gibson. He didn't go full Mel Gibson or whatever. And like, yeah, 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 I mean, we talked. To, yeah, we, okay. I, we were on to something else, but it doesn't matter. Um, so the this character Joe Joe Marshall, as he's named, is uh, our eponymous samurai cop. Um. He's brought in from San Diego 
to I assume is Los Angeles. We're never told. With Oregon license plates. Yes, he has an Oregon license plate. So I don't know where this is supposed to be. There's a lot of time warp, location yeah. warps in this movie, but yeah. we can talk about it as we... Okay, uh, I was talking about plot, this with you and we were just outside a second ago. I was saying I'm huge on continuity. It's just a thing I always noticed. And this movie has the worst continuity mm-hmm. ever. It is number one for bad continuity. There are just rooms that don't, like like match cuts in rooms that don't look like they're in the same room. Labyrinths. Reshoots on different days at different times with different lighting with Matt Hannon. Different locations. Yeah. Matt Hannon, our, our lead actor here, Samurai Cop, wearing a wig because he obviously cut his long hair. Um, and so, yeah, the, the movie just doesn't, it doesn't care if it wants to introduce something and then just ignore it for the rest of the film. Like that dude on fire. That was just something okay. like, yes. Like, yeah, a guy, a guy on fire who's not the same actor and he doesn't even have a mustache, nor does he even look anything like remotely like the actor who he's stunt manning for. Yeah. Just con- and, and, and then looks directly at the camera. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, this movie just doesn't care about continuity or, or keeping you know, because another thing I really hate we were talking about this too, is is stuff that just distracts the movie and and doesn't like link up when you yeah. you know stuff that is just they just say oh hey here's this thing, and then that's the only time it's mentioned for the rest of the picture. Like for instance, in this film when there's that scene where they're like, hey, there's this other smaller gang who wants to help us fight the Katana gang. What do you think? And he's like, hmm, yeah, not right now. And then they never mention yeah. it again. Like yeah, it's saying it was like it feels like they wrote it as they shot it. Right. Like, like just they to just like, like they're like, what should they talk it. about in this yeah. scene? Uh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it definitely also it, but, but I don't think it's like um, see, now you saw Birdemic, right? Yeah. Years ago. OK. Yeah. Birdemic and my parts of Miami Connection literally feel like they're improv. This movie doesn't have as much of a feel. No, it like, feels like they cut it up in like in in post to be as disjointed as it was because they didn't have enough stuff to make anything better. Yeah, I got you know? that feeling too. It's I was gonna say something, but I forget. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Oh, I like the the acting is way too forced. Like it's like the mm. lines are forced. There's no room for like I feel like they were just told to stick to the script, act right. like a douche. But just well, just I got that's written. why I got to show you uh, Neil Breen's movies at some point because he's got he is just wooden to the point like where and everybody in the the picture I mean is wood so wooden to the point where like every single scene plays out like this like a guy's like we've got to have you take over the Las Vegas Strip you are the best agent we've ever had. You're the greatest. There's no way we could stop you. Like, that's like literally how... Lines, like, like, it's like they're reading off a cue card. Yeah. Or something. Like, they're like, here's this line. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's this line. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and there's no, like, fluidity yeah. to the acting. So, yeah, I'd say uh, in this movie, the only actor who really pulled it off was um, the girl. I don't even know her name because I don't think the movie yeah. cared to tell you. No, I don't, I don't think they... Wait. Jessica. No, no. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, that weird uh, host guy at the restaurant. Yeah, he's like, like, oh, that's just... The the gay, racist caricature character, yes. Um, We'll get to him in a moment. 
I won't try to remember his name because it was a I joke. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, so Jennifer, yeah, she um she's a pretty good actress. I'd say that her her acting is like probably the strongest. Matt Hannon, who plays Samurai Cop, is pretty bad. The guy who plays Awful. Frank is bad. Okamura is fine, but he does you know, like the, a lot of the actors don't really have a whole lot to do. Like we mentioned, we have our our, our favorite red. The redheaded woman, oh, yeah. who literally her first two and perhaps her only real lines in the yeah. movie are, here comes the boss. The, the boss, boss is coming. coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It just feels like uh, there's a lot of, lot of actors with not a lot to do. So, really, like, our main cast, which is, you know, Samurai Cop, his partner Frank, uh, his uh, enemy Fujiyama, and Robert Sadar, they really dominate the the acting and the lines yeah. you know the the screen time in this movie and I feel like I, that was a big mistake they put way too many people in and like kind of spread it thin with the well like right off the bat they do a weird thing where they introduce the fact that samurai cop has a relationship with another female officer yeah and it seems like not only is he kind of sexually harassing her, I mean, kind of, he's definitely yeah, sexually he's harassing definitely her. He's her. also, uh, it like kind of seems like they're together. And then he just dumps her ass. They don't even Jessica. show that, though. Like, they show the sex scene, and then that was it. But that's what I mean. Like, I think the mo- in the movie's world, they're not dating. They're just, they just like to fuck. Because yeah, even later yeah, when she's... She's talking to the older cop, and she's like, hey, we got some time to kill. You want to fuck? And he's oh, like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like she's just like, she's like a, a, it's supposed to be like the cool, badass cop 80s thing that they're going for. Where like, yeah, she's a woman, but she's a cop. So she's like, whatever, I fuck the world. Like, she doesn't care. Yeah. She, she's probably going out and like finding, DTF. yeah, finding poor men and to have sex with her. I don't know. That's what the movie thinks. I don't know. That's, that's all they show. Like, that's the information they give you. I mean, like, right. Yeah, because I mean, it, so the movie the, the movie starts off with, um, well, first of all, with opening credits, but then after that, you have the opening scene where they're like at a he's like I guess picking him up from the airport. Frank picking up Samurai Cop. Yeah, and uh, it's an obvious reshoot. So there's ding 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 one of our on our bad movie checklist. It's already hit it within five seconds of the movie. Uh, yeah, reshoot where. It's quite obvious Samurai Cop is wearing a wig and the hat is yeah. like floating on top of the exactly. wig. Exactly. It's yeah. like the biggest wig. It's like a woman's wig too, which is even better. And the my favorite part about it is the fact that the hairline of the wig is a, is a middle part like you have on your hair. Yeah. I know you guys at home in TV land can't see this, but mm. um but Samurai Cop's part is on the side of his actual hair. So he has like this, he has like this, this thing on the front where he's got like yeah. bangs coming across. Yeah. So when he has the wig on, it's, he's got like a widow's peak. Yeah. So a terrible yeah, widow's peak. It's a, so. it's an awful wig. But so, uh, yeah. then they, they tell a cop, they're going to go catch the bad guys yeah. and go off to catch some bad guys, which is they, they phone his, his girlfriend and she brings the helicopter and they follow the bad guys in a van to find a boat. And then they follow the then the boat takes off. And Wait, they, were they even given like an assignment? I don't no. remember them. They just like left the police station. They're hunting assignment, for bad guys. Assignment is go catch the bad guys, and that's what they're gonna okay. do. I, I thought guess. I might have missed something. I... It, yeah, it seems like 
because there's even a scene later where the chief's like, remember that scene where the, the guy comes, the other officer comes in and he's like, chief, I need some help on the La Palma case. And he's like, the what? That's your case. Go yeah, do it. Do your job. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of backup from this precinct. So, <laughs> so they're on their own. They just go out and they just go look for bad guys, I guess. In California right. or Oregon or whatever. Well, they're also like, it's a, another weird thing about movies from this era that are about cops is that detectives are just always call themselves cops like those two guys are yeah. detectives that's that's a higher rank of a police officer you know so they investigate crimes that are brought to them they don't have they to don't, wear the uniform right detectives don't just drive around and try to Catch arrest bad guys drug dealers yeah that's the, that's what the narc squad yeah does. like yeah. that's it's so different. so I, yeah i mean i'm not gonna get we're not gonna get into yeah. the politics of policing because this movie doesn't no, care i was about just that. curious because i didn't I would, don't remember. I just all I remember was them saying we need to go catch some bad guys. Yes. So like, that's their goal. So I'm guessing, yeah, they he had it because he's mentioned something about he had a tip. I got a tip that they're making a cocaine bust. So they're gonna go stop these guys from making a cocaine. Oh yeah, with the mm. that's when the helicopter and stuff. Right, right. So the helicopter comes and then the guys get the coke from a boat and the boat goes away and then the bad guys start to drive away in their van and this leads to a car chase where shoot yes uh yeah uh he so this was the lucky and wild part and this is when i the first time i saw this movie and in later viewings before this one i realized something that this movie literally is a sega cdi live action game now there is a game called samurai cop (laughs) there could be there's one called oh it's not samurai it's like ninja cop or something like that. There is a Game Boy Advance game. It's mm. Police Ninja or something Police, like that. That sounds right. But so, I don't know if you've ever played or seen like old, the old like CDI games. A lot of them were um, like, it was almost like you're watching a movie and you have to wait to like make a decision. So like you're really, it's like video quality graphics. Oh, it is a game. It is, what's it called? Samurai Cop. Is, is it... Uh, like for what for what uh i don't know i found a video it's a youtube video well because there's also is it like a um like a like a what the flash game um i think it's it looks foreign actually (laughs) 1989 though i wonder if this Mm. movie was based on that Mm. i don't think so oh i do see it samurai cop See, that, I don't think that that's real. Oh, it's even them, yeah. It's to do with the long hair. Yep. Yeah, yeah okay, Angeles. here we go. Yeah. Uh, Samurai Cop Retro uh, gets an official movie tie-in retro game. So, I guess it was... It was a game that came out for all platforms, including PS4. And I guess Matt Hannon worked on it. But oh, yeah, shit. this is from, like, 2016, I think. seven eighteen actually last year in june um there totally was a game though called like ninja cop or something like that multiple games like that i remember it and it was game boy advance ninja 5-0 for game boy advance yep and that game's actually sick it's like a a action platformer kind of like shinobi Mm. and uh it's really good but anyway so yeah definitely now back to our our yeah our light gun shooter game yeah um yeah, this game is like it's like Sega CDI, and uh, 
literally I was like wondering when there would be button prompts for me to like jump over a wall or shoot shoot him. Shoot shoot him. So yeah, Matt Matt Hannon yells at Frank to shoot while he drives and ducks a bunch. Yeah. He's ducking like bullets that are not hitting the car at all. If you had the movie on mute, it would look like he's listening to the radio. Like mm. bobbing along to the sun. Yeah. Or like trying to like duck out of sight, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, this is also, I love this part because there's in the, so they're chasing this van and in the van, there's two guys with guns who are bad guys, obviously. And, uh, one of them looks exactly like Carl Weathers. And one of them looks a lot like Jesse, the body Ventura. And he even has a bandana on. Oh, yeah. This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Just like me. And I was like, holy shit, man. They, they, they're like the knockoff version of those two guys and so yeah they uh shoot those guys one of them gets run over uh, eventually leads to the van crashing and as you said earlier one of the, the guy driving the van catching fire explodes that was a good explosion though it was a pretty good explosion yeah but I, I wondered how it happened because it was like the van drove straight into like a wall of dirt and yeah, sand just like... and just blew up no yeah, you know action movies especially yeah. from that must have had the gas tank in the right on the front of the van <laughs> right in the headlights yes. or something. so then they're like job well done guys because we only didn't kill one of them so we have a witness and we have the coke probably not because i guess the van blew up so the coke's gone yeah, i guess yeah. or the money or whoever i think mean, because you can't even really tell like what's happening in the deal like it's just like briefcases are exchanged yeah whatever and then when briefcases are exchanged. So this is another cheated. thing that I mentioned. I love in movies like this where uh, the the um, you have a helicopter that's being shot from the ground, yeah. so that they can like get the you know you can see the two characters. Also, side note: the guy, the helicopter pilot, looks exactly like a famous actor, and Ed his Harris. name is escaping me right now. It's Ed Ed something. Harris. Not maybe Ed O'Neill, I think Harris. it is. Ed O'Neill. I think oh, it's Ed O'Neill. Uh, the dude from Guy Married with Children. Harris. No, that's not. No, no, no. That's uh, Ed Harris. That, no, 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 no. Not. Let me see. Ed. Let me see. Harris. I'm probably wrong. No, you're right. That is. Ed it's Harris. not Ed O'Neill. Ed Helms. Oh, no, not Ed Helms. Harris. Oh my God. No, he's an older actor. He's been in like tons of movies too. Whatever. I'll yeah. I'll splice it in later. Yeah. Right here. Ed Harris. Thanks. Uh. Thanks, future Kevin. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, and it's just you can tell that the, the helicopter's on the ground. There's a blue sky behind them. There's no movement from the helicopter or from the camera. It's just sitting there. Like, it's perfectly still in the middle of the yeah. air. Um, and, as we both pointed out, we're watching it. Samurai Cop is somehow able to communicate with her yeah. in the helicopter. Even though they're standing outside, like before, I could be like, okay, they have, they're in a police car, they have a radio. That's how they're talking yeah, to each other. She's got a headset on, but he's now got he's got nothing. He's and no then, radio. and that's when we see our, our first bit of us uh, of our sexual harassment mm -hmm. when he's like, "Hey, baby, I'll see you later at home." Yeah. And because uh, he also says, "Where one point does he say, um, keep it warm, keep it, yeah, keep it ready, keep it warm, yeah. or something like that." But I will say this this kind of jumps back to my theory that like she's written as like a man, like she's supposed to be like a tough girl character from the yeah. 80s because she's like, oh, it's warm and ready. Like that's her response to it. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I want to have sex with you, Samurai Cop. Duh. No strings attached. So um, so they get back to uh, the precinct and 
another one of my favorite points of this movie is when Samurai Cop's telling his story. As you mentioned earlier, he says uh, Omaha, Omaha, Yamaha, yeah. whatever his name is. But then after that, the chief comes in and he's like, I want to see you guys in my office. And then the next scene is them in the hospital. Then they're in the hospital. The shit that yeah. we're about to describe that happens there happens. And then they're in the office with the chief. This man has been here one week and I almost lost my job. If he's here one more week, I might well end up in jail. Hey, I've been here one week. And just how long will it take you to bring him to their knees? It's been one week. week. You looked at me. It's like they were like, yeah, just wait a sec. We're going to drive to the hospital, go check on Steve and, and the guy that the, the guy, the burned up guy. And then we'll come visit you in your office. Like, that's the way. It feels like the, the office scene should have happened right there. I know, yeah. And then they go. But it's like, no. The movie's like, no, fuck that. Instead, they go to the hospital. They talk to Steve, who's the worst actor of all time, who's the cop on duty. Oh, yeah, that dude. And we're greeted with one of the most famous scenes in the movie. Uh, and I want I want you to describe this as you remember it. The scene with the nurse. Which nurse? The one Aldo who wants one. to have, who who grabs his penis. Yeah, that was. Okay, all I remember was him coming outside. No, that the nurse coming outside or whatever. And then yep. She's like, "Oh, what do you want to touch me? Do you want to fuck me or something?" Like she just, uh, it comes out of nowhere. And he's like, "Bingo." Yeah, bingo. And then she starts making fun of his penis. And he's like, "No, stop! It's, it's plenty." <laughs> And then, and then Frank, like, yeah, and then Frank comes out and is like, "Excuse me, doing yeah. the tie thing, the tie straightening." Hey, excuse me, I uh, I have a uh, this gift, this black gift. I have a yeah. penis. So yeah, that's exactly pretty much what happens in the scene. Yeah, she um, she asks if she want if he wants to have sex. He's like, "Bingo." She's like, "Let me see what you got." Moves forward and you don't see it happen. But well, she, I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, she, she like leans it. forward and she's grabbing his junk and she's like, "Hmm, are yeah. you circumcised?" Yeah, and then she, yeah, she says, "Are you circumcised?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course." And she's like, took well, too much off. seems the doctor cut off a little bit too much." And he's like, "No, I had a good doc." The whole I have a, it's it, so it gets weird. into something I wanted to talk about eventually. Unnecessary. Might as well start here. The dialogue in this movie is ridiculous. Yeah. Where's her father? Bang! Killed? Who shot him? He! Who? Him! Who's him? Himself! Oh, he committed suicide. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. Now, I have, like, a level for dialogue ridiculousness, and uh, I know you haven't seen any of his films, but Neil Breen is at the top of that, because he does this thing in his movies where it's, like, one person seems to be in one scene, and one person seems to be in another scene. Like, they're having two different conversations that don't mix up, fit up. This movie has a little bit of that. For the most part, it, it, the, the conversations work. They, you know, they yeah, fit. It's more like the, the backdrop of where they're standing. Yeah. Like, like they're clearly it, not in the same set. And like also, they, like, they're... what people say to each other. Like, the fact that Samurai Cop, this woman, this nurse has just come straight up to him and been like, do you want to fuck me? Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Nobody does that. I'm no. sorry. Not even in a movie. And and then literally grabs his dick. It's like they know they're in a movie. Yep. 
It's... And then it's like, oh, your doctor must have cut a big portion of your penis off. Like, what kind of insult is that? Who says that yeah. to someone? Even if they are insulting someone's, you know, uh, genitalia, you're going to be like, oh, I think your doctor cut off your dick while you were getting yeah. circumcised. Wow, that's a convoluted insult. That was a very forced attempt at, like, comedy Correct. almost. Yep. Like... Um, this movie is also, uh, there's a lot of movies like this that are, like, obsessed with genitalia, but not really like this movie. Like, so not only do you have that scene, you also have the scene, you also have in that scene Frank being like, hey, uh, I have yeah. a big penis. Then later on, you have the guys who try to cut off Frank's dick, and the guy literally says, I'll cut off this gift, this black gift. What information about my butt for now? I'm going to kill you now, or I can relieve you of this gift, this black gift. Black and it's gift, like, yeah. what the fuck? Who says that? You know, like, so the, the movie is just filled with gems like that. Um, including probably the most famous line from the movie. Now I'm telling you, son of a bitches. Like nobody <laughs> says that. You say I'm telling you, sons of bitches. Like yeah, you son of a bitches. So, um, and I think it's one of those things too, where like they want to, they shot every scene like and got the first shot and just went with it. Yeah. So like that's why you'll see like the t you know the scene where the 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 chief is like the ja 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 Japanese like yeah you, you like, know, you'd cut you'd just reshoot the scene you know and have him say. Yeah. say it correctly you know um but this movie again doesn't give a fuck so it's just moving no. straight on past that so after that we have uh oh the undercover nurse yes we have <laughs> undercover nurse in a lab coat um she comes in and steve or steve the cop who looks like he's dressed like a stripper cop Joe. hey steve how you doing what's going on steve not much sir there's a nurse in there giving him an injection. He's burned pretty bad. Mm. He's like, hey, you can't go in there. Even though... But she really has to change the trash. But must I remind you that Samurai Comp did say to him, only let doctors and nurses in there, and she's wearing a lab coat. She's obviously a nurse. Yeah, So, so he, she's like, I'm going to change the trash. Is that all right with you? And he lets her in. Big mistake. Big. Huge. And then, and she, not only is she, she's got a laundry hamper with a trash can in it that's also has a sheet covering what else is in it, which is Robert Zadar. Um, well, you we also missed the scene. Before that, you see Fujiyama again, and he yells at the guys and, and says he wants him oh, to bring the guy's yeah. head back and put it on the piano. Um, oh, and also the thing about where they're like, they, they go to talk to the nurse, and they're like, can we talk to him? And she's like, no, his lips are burned. <laughs> I just love that little exchange. It always makes me laugh. Really not to hard. mention he's bleeding to death. Like, yeah. Through the gauze. Literally, yeah. his eyes and mouth and nose are just dripping through the gauze. He's choking on his own blood. But anyway, so Robert Zadar is hiding in this lady's laundry cart uh, to chop off the head of this guy. So I guess he can never spill the secrets of Fujiyama. The burned man. Yep. Um, so they do that with a katana by sawing. Very gently. Yeah, but which is, somehow it takes five seconds to. Now I talked about this extensively while we were watching the movie. Yes, you did. That is not how a katana works. At best, you would you would like slice the skin. It would take you hours of sawing. Maybe not hours. Especially through the bone, though. Like the... I'm no, I'm not. I. It sounds like I studied the blade, but I'm no expert. Yeah, I do know what the my rudimentary knowledge of katanas is that. In order to slice through something with a katana, you have to be very precise 
and have very strong wrist strength. It's all about motion. Mm-hmm. It's not about just hitting something as hard as you can with it. You know what I mean? It's about particular motion and preciseness and where the blade hits. So, yeah, it's not a weapon that you saw with. It's a weapon you hack or slice with. So, um, but hey, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's head just got cut off. So, yeah. He didn't even, like, moan or anything. Well, he's already moaning from being burned. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, just, he's like, like oh, help, shuts up. help me. They're like, sorry, this guy doesn't have insurance. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> So um, t- that's the American healthcare system for you. They leave you with bloody gauze all over your face. So then, uh, yeah, they escape. Robert Sadar and, and Red escape from the hospital. Uh, they run into three men with the same voice. Hey, wait a minute. I want to talk to you. Ah! Oh! Hey, wait a minute. Stop. Ah! Hey, wait a minute. Ah! Oh! Oh, yeah. Yeah, what I'll put that? it in. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Wait, hey, wait a wait minute. A minute. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of that in this movie. Actually, a lot more than I had. A couple I hadn't even ever noticed before, where like it was a random, like it was like Matt Hannon even delivering a line at the beginning. It's like, hey, go over there. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like what? He's got some dude. <laughs> yeah. Just like ah oh, shit. But then, this movie but his like lips are moving pretty much to what the this new voice that's yeah, coming from off screen is. It was like an audio problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just think they wanted to add stuff in later. And so they did all over the place. And it, and I like to believe deep down in my heart that it was the director, Amir Chevron, doing it. And he was like, <laughs> so he was like hey, oh, watch it. And he's like, <laughs> trying to do like in a dark room, like in his yeah. bedroom alone. Just exactly. Like, like, Wait a minute. <laughs> but it was written, produced, directed and everything by him. Mm-hmm. So this was his Voice baby. Back. Um, And so, yeah, uh, they they fight these guys and they they drive away escaping with the head and you never ever see the head again nor do you see it on the piano oh. like fujiyama wanted like one of my favorite lines like i will bring you his head and i'll put it on the piano <laughs> i love i love well it's the two lines together because it's, it's the specificness of fujiyama saying put the head on the piano and then him being like i will do it and i will and then repeating yeah, just... the line verbatim to him yeah. which is again like not to bring up neil breen all over this but neil breen does that all the time to the point where it feels like they were shooting for multiple takes and then just left all of them in because people will, will re- repeat the same line over and over again. They'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's like, you're watching them doing a line specifically to do it five or six times to, for then that one line to be cut in the movie. And instead he just lets the whole scene play. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's get back to yeah. samurai copping. So, um, with with this now happened, uh, he's a mark. Samurai Cop is a marked man, and he's got to he's got to take down Robert Sadar Yamashita, which is his name, even though he's not a Japanese no, whatsoever. A, he looks like I don't know, like Rob yeah. Riggle or something. He yeah, he's well, he's Riggle. got the ch- it's the chin, man. Yeah, Rob Riggle's got a pretty square jaw, yeah, I so I can see that. But <laughs> Robert's just some white dude, like, like some white dad looking right. dude, and just. Yamashita is that his name? Yamashita, yeah. So they decide they they have got to they got to go after the gang, and they got to hit them where it hurts, right in the Fujiyamas, because they find out that Fujiyama likes to hang out at this restaurant. So they go to the restaurant, and the best scene in the movie happens. Oh, that weird conversation! Yeah. I'm gonna run you through this scene quick. This is basically what happened in the scene. 
they show up, Samurai Cop and uh, Frank show up, uh, two uh, you know, Spanish time. guys outside with mullets call. Oh, no, wait, that's that's a later scene. My bad. So this I'm forgot. Yeah. This is. The, so, yeah, they go to the restaurant. They uh, you see the lawyer walk up to the table with Fu, uh, Yamashita, Fujiyama and all their, ba- you know, their henchmen and the owner of the restaurant, Jessica, who we mentioned before. Mm hmm the love interest of Saber Cop to be. And um, the lawyer's talking about random stuff, you know, hey, and then Samurai Cop and Frank come in and they like look around, they're like, hey, yeah, there they are, let's go get them. So I walk over the table and Samurai Cop casually threatens to kill them all. Yeah. And not just, here's the thing. All right. We talked about this in Miami Connection too. Multicultural gangs in these mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, there are two three four or five asian gang members in this gang that i can think of fujiyama yeah um okamura and then there's like two or three guys in the scene where they're in the mansion and he's like i want the you know the piano what about that who's that sword dude at the end like towards that guy too so there's another one um yeah and then (laughs) according to the movie's world yamashita but the rest of the gang is white guys with or mullets. black guys. White guys with mullets and then like... And black well, guys with Jericho. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a lot of Jericho in this movie and a lot of dripping Jericho. Yeah. But so... Um, Must have been hot. So yeah, they, they, he's just, but he comes in and he, he... Samurai Comp very specifically says, and I'll put it in right here. Now I'm telling these son of a bitches that we respect the Japanese of this country who are honest businessmen. And yeah, this is the land of opportunity. For legitimate business, not for death merchants who distribute drugs to our children through schools and on the streets. Now I'm telling these motherfuckers that if they continue killing our children to make their precious millions that they deposit in their secret Swiss bank accounts, counselor, before your lawsuit even gets off the court clerk's desk, I'll have their stinking bodies in garbage bags and ship them back to Japan for fertilizer. Got it? And you too. So he's going after, he's saying the Japanese of this country. He's saying he's going to kill Japanese people. He's very specifically saying, I'm going to kill the Japanese people in this country who run drugs. Mm. So what about all the white guys and black guys that are in the gang? Is he just going to let them go? I can answer that for you. No, he is not. Because they are about to rack up a body count in this movie that makes Miami Connections paltry 11 12 whatever we came up with seem like nothing i don't even know what the count is because they kill a lot of bad guys in this movie i can't tell if they kill all of them or if they just like a lot of them just kind of they arrest a few punched there's a few arrests but they get punched and then they kind of fall on the ground in pain yeah true true there were a few like that but like let's say if we went through the, the first scene there was like four maybe five guys in the van so let's we'll give them three because they killed at least three guys in that scene then there's they kill Okamura, they mm-hmm. kill Fujiyama, they kill Yamashita, they kill spoiler like ten guys. I'm gonna just say ten. So I read sixteen. They kill ten guys. There's a lot, yeah. At least when they're raiding the ba- the the final showdown when they raid yeah. Fujiyama's house. So yeah, Probably they're like thirty plus. I'm gonna say yeah, at least thirty in the, that they kill. That's not allowed. What do you mean? Like. Cops, they were, they oh, no. would be, uh, they would have so 
much paperwork from just one of those. Just the first chase scene, they they might be fired. Because they killed three or four people and burned a man almost to death. And were shooting in the middle of residential areas. In backyards. Yeah. (laughs) This whole movie takes place in backyards. It really does. If it's not in like a club or the hospital or the police station, which looks like an office... Then it's in a backyard. It's like a fence and garden. Like Yeah. <laughs> There's so many backyards. Well, so um So yeah, they they, they go in and like we were saying, they they uh threaten Fujiyama's life and also use a little known racial epithet epithet for Asian people. He calls him a geek. Uh, which can be seen, especially at that time, was seen sort of as like it's pretty much a racial slur. Like it's. I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, too bad they couldn't call the movie "Racist Cop." Excuse me, miss. By the way, what's an all-American girl like you doing with a son of a bitch like this? Yes, yeah, so you up straight up racist fucking slurs the guy, and <laughs> Jessica's like, "Ooh, he's cute." Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, basically, like, yeah, he hits what's on her? Like while she's sitting next to the like. Yeah, he's, he starts hitting on her immediately. What is an all-American like, girl doing, doing with, like, a geek, geek like this? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, samurai cop, calm down, bro. There's no honor in that. No, no, not at all. And it also has another great, like, little part where they, when the guy's like, I'll sue you and the department. Yeah. And then Frank's like, hey, uh, counselor, uh, uh, you, uh, you got a, uh, man, you got a, he loves the whole delivery so bad. Hey, counselor. We still have three or four hours before the uh, courthouse closes. <laughs> All the way through it. And he's like, yeah, you go to a couple more hours to before the court closes. <laughs> and he, there's like a pause. And then he laughs. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, Frank. Good job. And uh, and, and they are they go to leave. And they run into, yeah, we mentioned earlier, our gay character. Oh, yeah, the host dude. Uh, yeah. So most, it's funny because I don't think... Miami Connection had one. Most bad movies tend to have this. It's like the uh, the gay joke scene where there's someone who's maybe not like actually like there's it's not like the joke is that they're gay, but they're like really flamboyant yeah. men who are like effeminate in some way. Mm-hmm. This is this character. He's also a racist caricature of, I guess, someone from like Costa Rica. I think that's where he says he's from. Really? I thought, yeah. he, was, I thought he was Chinese. No. Night cops. My cousins have come. Oh, really? Where? In Costa Rica. Oh. Good. What's your name? Alfonso Rafael Federico Sebastian. This is my first name. Uh, what's your last name? Oh, uh, that's all right. We just need your first name. Thanks a lot. Bye. He's not Chinese. He He's really weird. I couldn't pinpoint, like... Well, because he definitely... His name or... is, like, Esteban. Like... He's definitely... I was, was like... Really? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he says, like, my... Yeah, he's like, my cousin is a cop in Costa Rica or something like that. Mm. So, um, yeah, he's like, I love cops. I'm not... I'm going to throw in a little bit of him right here. Oh, he committed suicide. Yes. And you'll see that's why I'm not yeah. going to do his voice because I'm he can do it. I actually I've looked up the actor before because he was in another one of this guy's movies. Um, and uh, he's Mexican uh, in okay. that movie, which is called Killing American Style, which is also really good. And we will cover it one day. He plays 
You know what? Actually, I don't know if I want to tell you. Ah, screw it. I'll tell you. He plays a Japanese doctor in that one. Oh. And he doesn't even try to do an accent. He just has like a Mexican accent. Oh, it's beautiful. Shit. Anyway, back to Samurai Cop. So, yeah, this guy lets it and tells him. That's just it's, a lot of the movie is exposition. So this is the exposition of that's her name. Her. <laughs> what happened to her father? Bang. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her mom and her own the restaurant and her dad killed himself. By shooting himself in the head. At least that's what this guy Dang, minds. Yeah. And then they say, he don't, Samurai Cop asks him to put in a good word for him with Jessica. Like, hey, you oh, put yeah. in a good word. And he's like, don't worry, I will. I love you. I love cops. And then disappears from the rest of the movie. Yeah, never true. to be seen again. And so I guess that was our comic relief. <laughs> he's in one scene and that's it. And then, yeah, they do another little racist joke where he's like, what's your name? And he's like, it's a whole bunch of Spanish names. Yeah. And then he goes, that's just my first name. And they're like, what's your last name? And he's like, oh, no, we're not. Uh, get yeah, out of here. Frank. Yeah. So this leads to parking lot, parking lot shootout, which first starts with karate. And then... It's cra Yeah, it's all over the place. It's crazy. So Yamashita. Is he can't He's playing take. the ride attendant? He's only letting a yeah. certain amount of people <laughs> yeah. on the ride. Yeah, <laughs> only three guys can fight them at once. Like Four would be too yeah. dishonorable. So yeah, he uh, has come running out of the restaurant. Oh, mm. well, Yamashita comes first. Yeah, he like, well, he like stands up in a doorway and he's like, "All right, gloves, guy with, yeah. with biker gloves, you go." He's like checking him. Like yeah, checking him out too. Scrawny like, white guy who looks like a teenager, you go. All right, big black guy. You wait once. Now you go. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey, well, like long water, hair. Like, I should have said water slide attendant. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. All right, you're, you're good. Right, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's like, oh, long hair guy who's about to get his arm hacked off by the sword that was thrown. You wait a sec. Sweet. You wait for your moment. Three is too many. Yeah, so then they have, like you said, there's a karate fight that turns into a sword fight that has the uh, ding, 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 another bad movie checklist moment, referencing a much better movie. The legendary Indiana Jones trilogy, mm. because that fourth movie never happened. But we may yeah. cover it someday on this very podcast because it sucks. I've anyway, never seen it. I've it's never bad. Seen it. Oh, we might cover it, but that one won't be as fun as these ones because that will be mainly us shitting on how yeah, fucking. Yeah. Dude, you don't even know. You don't. You say that, but you trust me. You I don't know, know how bad it is. It's so bad, especially if you like Indiana Jones. Anyway, yeah, we'll it has. For... Yeah, it has the classic thing where. Um, you know, guy with sword, and then guy just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yep. And Samurai Cop grabs the dude's sword, and like I said, throws it at another guy, who, and now this is weird, walks up, pulls his gun, and goes, hey, leave him alone, yeah, hey, stop it! Alone. Like, <laughs> instead of shooting. shooting. Yeah. Well, you know, as we'll find out later with Okamura, a lot of these guys seem to only have, like, one or two bullets. So maybe yeah. that gun had no bullets. You never know. True. This is a gang on a budget. He's bluffing. He's Leave him alone, bluffing. please. Yeah, and so <laughs> probably the best shot in the movie is this, where Samurai Cop takes the sword, cuts one of the guys with it, turns around, and throws it. And then you have a cut of the guy getting screaming, like, ah, with his hand on his shoulder. And then the arm... <laughs> Plopping on the ground. That was weird cutting. <laughs> yeah, weird. and it was it was like it was a like another actually I didn't even think about this just now. This kind of reminded me of the cantina scene from Star Wars where oh, Obi Wan yeah. cuts the dude's arm off. Yeah. I was like, oh, that actually it fits like that. Except for he didn't disarm anybody. But um, and yeah, so then Yamashita's like, what the fuck? All these guys, 
They're uh, they're no good. He grabs his Uzi, which probably should have led with the Uzi. Yeah, you we'll know? start with the Uzi. But it, again, it's like a game of Final Fight. It's like, or um, what's that other one? Streets of Rage. Where it's like, you're going to start against the guys fighting them. Yeah, and work your way up to the boss, yeah. who's like a big fat guy, <laughs> shoots cheeseburgers out of his mouth. And or whatever. carries grenades on yeah, him. Yeah. So yeah, Yamashita starts gunning down all his men and uh, trying to kill Samurai Cop and Frank. They uh, hide, and then yeah, he throws a grenade at their car, and everybody just leaves. Yeah, it blows up, scene. and then he walks away with the yep. Uzi, or whatever, just walks away. Yep. And then, and then it's the next day, I guess, and yeah. they're like, and Samurai Cop's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go to the restaurant, see what's up, go hit on that how girl. Do they, how do they get home? How do, how do they? They they must have Ubered. Yeah. Looks like Uber didn't exist in 1991. 1991. They must have taken a taxi, or maybe they called... They called uh, their their girl Just, cop. Like, <laughs> that's because that's what the guy, the woman cop. That's what the guy says yeah, the, later on. Um, actually, he might even say girl cop. I think he, does <laughs> I think, say girl cop, I think he says the girl cop. Yeah. Anyway, so whose name is, still escapes me? Because they just they didn't care about people's names. Yeah, I don't movie. remember hers. If you were not like if you're not really watching. You can't even catch Samurai Cop's name because it's like yeah, I didn't know it till the end. Actually, I'm like, oh, Joe. Nope. A couple people say it at random times in the movie, and at the very beginning, Yamashita's like, his name's Joe Marshall. He's a samurai cop. Like that's so that that's yeah, the only time so. you hear it. And uh, same thing with her. I think her name is definitely mentioned, but it's like once, so they you just forget. Yeah. And and uh, the movie does that, like we mentioned earlier, that continuity thing of just being like, movie's here. Okay, now the movie's over there. Okay, now the movie's onto this. Um. Yeah, so uh, this is the point in the movie where, according to this Wikipedia um, synopsis, Joe then stalks Fujiyama's girlfriend, Jennifer. I didn't realize that. What? Is that what happened after the parking lot shootout then? Pretty much, because then there's a little scene where he's like, I think that's when he like kidnaps her. No, that that's like later. This that's the scene where they're like in the they go back to the station. Oh yeah, he and he's like, hey, the... that's when they talk about the gang that never shows back up. Yeah. and when he's like, what's what does katana mean? It means Japanese sword. Like, and in that scene, he's like, I'm gonna go back to the restaurant. So, oh yeah, Samurai Cop alone goes back just a Mac. He's not going to do anything but try to get into Jessica's pants. Into her, like, her office, which right. looks like a classroom for some reason. And what's funny is that from the, the the restaurant scene where he confronts him and when they first he first sees Jessica and the scene um, where they first talk when he comes, this next scene we're about to talk to you, which I'm going to refer to and anyone who has seen the movie, which should be anyone listening to this, anyway, uh, will know this as the lion Head scene, oh, um, yeah. The yeah. Head. Like, so, I couldn't tell if it was stuffed or was it like. Oh, wood? we'll get to that in a sec. Let's just. That's that's later. But in that scene, she says, "Oh, Fujiyama just helped after my father died." Yeah. But in the restaurant scene, he's like giving her jewelry or something in like a box, you know, like a yeah. jewelry box. So well, I she clearly think doesn't. Fujiyama want. thinks she's his girlfriend and she doesn't know that or is ignoring it i think she's ignoring it yeah probably so anyway uh he goes to mac on her he shows up and he's like hey and she's like oh hi guy from the shootout yesterday in my parking lot 
That's one thing we didn't say about like what about all the customers inside the restaurant and right. the owners and and anyways, it, but, yeah, uh, like other people's cars who were possibly damaged during that shootout, yeah. which I don't know. Maybe it was also if you not to jump back too far into it, but in that scene you will notice that it's like pretty empty in there. So maybe it was just they were the only ones there, like they're like hanging out like sort of before hours because he thinks that she's his gr her girlfriend. And from what she says, he's got like some sort of financial control over the place. Yeah. So it's kind of like he's the owner maybe or something, like the real owner. Yeah. At least the uh, in has an investment in it. So I thought it was maybe something like that. Like they were like closed and he's just like hanging out there with her. Because there aren't like like, but there, there's a problem with that theory now that I think about it. Because when they come in, a waitress comes up and just goes like, and looks at them and they're like, no, no, we're good. <laughs> so like they're definitely open. But anyway, this lion head scene is amazing, and I can't even remember half of the shit that happens in the scene because of this lion yeah, head. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh... Dude, I don't know what it is. It looks like it's like a mask, mm -hmm. oh, like a lion face, and then like yarn. It does look like yarn. I'm yeah, gonna... like the mane is made out of like strands of like yarn that was like braided together or something. But, like the plaque thing that it was on, it was like wood. Yeah, it was it weird. Was, it was like it was a really fake. It's like someone cut <laughs> off. A, a, it was like a fake taxidermy stuffed animal lion. Yeah, and yeah. they put it and glued it to a piece of wood. Exactly. And it, on the wall. it looks like stuffed animal taxidermy, yeah. which is weird. Really weird. Yeah. And this thing just casts like a, a shadow. Over the whole scene. So, like I said, I can't even remember half the shit that happens. Other than he asks her out. And she kind of... Like, in this scene, I don't know if the actress was going for this. But she kind of seems like, all right, dude, like, get go away. Like, yeah, just no, a little bit. Like, she's trying part. to be polite. Um, and Because he, he's just, like, voraciously asking her out over and over again. And she's like, like oh, I Friday? can't... What about yeah. Saturday? What, what about, about the next Sunday? day? Sunday's my Sunday's birthday. Sunday's my birthday, and I have to go to church. Yeah. What church do you go to? Like, he is so creepy. And it even gets worse. As you mentioned earlier, well, might as well just speed right through it right at this point. So I think some other stuff happens in between. But regardless of that, you see the bad guys doing bullshit yeah. and being like, we got to stop Samurai Cop. And then comes back to him and he's all, all snagged up in a suit. He's looking good. He's got his sunglasses. And he's going to her church to go meet with her and so she's coming out of church she's there's not a pre-arranged meeting he just walks up and he's like hey uh, i gotta ask you a few more questions and she's like oh police questions yeah and he's like yeah you know maybe <laughs> sort of come to my i mean car. yeah i mean i am a cop so if i'm asking a question and technically it's a police question yeah, even they, if it's yeah. will you suck my dick <laughs> um so and he drives her to his house yeah his beach house and she is... says oh this so this is the police station like he said they were going to a police station yeah Maybe she just inferred that, but I don't know. He's like, he yeah, kills a chicken. And nobody says it's so funny. She's like, this is your house? And he's like, yeah, I pay for it week to week. And yeah. you're like, what? Month to month. Yeah. Yeah, month to month. Yeah, there you go. So you rent. Yeah, so he rents a big house. And now, we're, okay, this house is like the hotel in The Shining. It is ever. It is alive. It is a living. It changes in every It changes. Scenes. It Even molds. locations. Yeah. Sometimes it's right on the beach. Sometimes Other times it's in, like in the middle of a residential or, neighborhood. Or a parking lot. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a TARDIS, lot. dude. Yeah. It's a fucking TARDIS. Exactly. The time travel, because we're about to get into this. But really, the beginning of the movie is pretty good when it comes to that. It's later on where it starts to get really bad. And I kept making the joke of bad camera. 
good camera because they definitely had like one really nice camera that had good field of vision, good color, all that yeah. shit. And then they had one or perhaps grade of film. It might even be that too. Um, yeah, they had one camera or grade of film that was awful. And it in yeah. like so you'd be have a room that was shot that was white, and then those same rooms on the other camera look like yellow. The walls look like yellow, yeah. you know. So uh, <laughs> basically. Um, I think they only use two cameras for that. Like, just those two cameras. Pro- probably. Honestly, probably. Which is why all of the, the scenes are so disjointed. Because a lot of times yeah. the way you would shoot a match cut, like, all right, so match cut is when, you know, someone's on, let's say, someone's on the left side of the screen, right? And then when you cut to the other person, they're sitting in the opposite direction. But it's like, it's matched, so your eye doesn't move oh, yeah. back yeah. and forth. It can stay, yeah. There's so many bad ones of those that are like, it's like, like we're even right off the bat. Another scene we kind of skipped over is when they go to, to kill the Chinese gang leader. And like the first guy talks, he's like, oh, no, no. and then the other guy's like, <laughs> it's like the worst ADR ever. And it's the only time it happens in the movie. It's like, well, how come that one line, you couldn't get a good microphone or whatever the fuck the problem was. Why is that one line sounds so bad? <sighs> Oh, like I said, it's the director, dude, yeah. doing the dubs in yep. his dark bedroom. Oh, we, we also skipped over the, the, the captain. Oh, yeah. The captain laugh. The captain, that whole scene. He yells at them a whole bunch, and then... Motherfuckers. Then, yeah, and then get Frank here, kisses asshole. him on the head. Yeah, Frank <laughs> just kisses him on his bald head. And he's like, get out of here, you fuckers, and yells at him, and then he sits down and smiles. But he's, like, frozen in time for, yep. like, ten seconds, pointing, and then sits down smiles and laughs yeah like, like sits laughs. back sort of like, hey, hey, hey. like he's like hey, those guys they're wild lucky Crazy and wild kids. yeah exactly so uh i mean but basically at this point we're getting to the 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 real meat of the film where um samurai cop starts trying to bone this chick so he has made her a birthday dinner and he decides to just reveal that he is also a psychopath when he tells her the story about how he jumped his neighbor's fence, kill who or his neighbor who has farm animals, because mm-hmm. again, this house is the fucking shining, and, uh, On and H- he S- killed his neighbor's chicken. Which I'm guessing if it's a residential chicken, that's not a meat chicken. That's not a poultry no, bird. That's an egg, an egg bird. Chicken. You just killed some poor hen. And cooked it, which wouldn't even be good to eat. And she, and Jessica's like, huh, that's so manly of you or funny or I don't even know. Yeah, no, it's psychotic. It's the most awkward series of scenes because then the next cut is to the next scene switch is them coming out the back of this house onto a beach. And you can see the house in the background, which is why I'm like, either they just didn't mention it. It's got to be two different houses. It like, that's what the movie is that's what the director would say if you were to ask him that. He'd be like, "Oh, it's two different houses." I just never mentioned that fact. Yeah, but you he's got a beach just house. Leave right? one house and then end up in a totally different a house. Different, well, it's yeah. like he was like, "Look, I already brought you to my beach house. Now I'm going to bring you to my shitty house that's in the hood." Because that's what the second, the other house location where the final battle take, or the well, one of the final battles takes place. Is like a totally different type of house completely. So oh, I yeah. think it's supposed to be two different locations. But I like to pretend that it's not because that's that's as much information I don't, as I the don't movie think gets. It is. I think it's just a horrible, horrible it's uh, a, thing. It's to, a magic to house. Do. 
it just it bends to the will of the script or lack thereof (laughs) Um, yeah so uh yeah they they, so they go swimming and they make out on the rocks and then they and then bad guys are coming to kill them but no they get out of the pool and they say they're hungry after well yeah they go but they're even at that part because then in between oh yeah yeah they're in the pool and frank's trying to call them and oh yeah the bad guys from new york are coming to kill him and and so um because yeah see you're gonna get that that that's the scene that happens way later when Uh. robert zadar comes to go get him this point he's just informed that some dudes are gonna try to kill him and then he's in this other totally bizarre scene where like th- it was a scene where he's like hanging out with that. He's like with that guy. And the guy's like, oh, the silent alarm got triggered. And the dudes like come in through the door. They're like, excuse me. We talk. We'd like to just talk to your boss about some business real quick. And they like come. Remember that. You remember that scene? And it's the, it's like the shootout. He's up on the roof later and he's got the hat on and he jumps down. There's the guy behind the stool. Oh, remember? OK. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, and that, that scene is so bizarre because, like, there's one character who's totally ADR'd, like an old man. They're, like, looking at something in, like, some sort of dark room type place. And the guy's voice is like... Rub, rub, rub. Yeah, what's like, with that dark room? I don't know. He There's, like, a couple lines of dialogue between them. It's like, they're like, oh, yeah, look at that, huh? Yeah, yeah, how about that? And you're like, what are yeah, they doing? He's investigating, I guess. Yeah. And know. so... uh yeah, so that scene leads. He kills all but one of the New York guys. That guy runs off to get killed later in the movie, and um, so that actually that yeah, there's some more. That's like five or six more guys for our yeah. kill count here, and uh, he uh, just leaves the scene again. <laughs> no harm, no foul. <laughs> um, and so now, now the gang's starting to get scared. They're gonna take him down. You have this scene where the the chief is like, when this. Again, this movie makes no sense, but so the chief says, I want you to go get those guys and fucking kill all of them. And I know I'm skipping ahead, but I have to yeah. bring this up now because it's fresh in my mind. And then we'll, then you come back to me and we'll all turn in our badges yeah. and quit the police force. I want you to go murder all Everybody of these people. Of these yeah. Gang. <laughs> but before they can do that, he oh because right the okay so he goes there's then there's the scene where he goes to visit her again and they end up getting he gets attacked by the dudes when he leaves remember yeah, that yeah. And it's like he walks onto the set of miami connection gets attacked by some guys and he chases one and finds out okamura tried to have him killed so he goes to hunt down okamura's the ball guy yeah this might be my favorite part of the whole movie like personally my favorite part when so they 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 bust in on okamura after my least favorite part which is when okamura is like grossly making out with some woman on a bed and man if you haven't seen this movie i don't know why you're listening to this but i would just skip that scene honestly just fast forward that part it's it's interesting anyway um and yeah so then they come up and bust through the door opens the door and tries to open the door, can't open the door. Okamura runs away, grabs a briefcase, runs outside, <laughs> runs a little bit away from them. Puts opens the, the briefcase. Okay, but it's how he does it. He puts the, the briefcase on a stump. Stum- yeah, it is on a stump. <laughs> opens it up and pulls out a gun. And you're like... That's it. That's what's in the briefcase. And then... It has, what, what, two bullets in it? Yes. I was getting to that. But also, here's the important thing, too, about that. He still brings the briefcase with him so there was something else in the briefcase as well who knows mm. so yeah then he fires two shots runs away a little bit more 
just stops and is like, oh, I can't get away. Turns around, aims his gun, click. So he had a briefcase with a revolver in it with two bullets. Yeah. And then we have our, our kung fu fight between him and Okamura. Yeah, he's like, fight me like, fight me like yep. a man. And, and he runs into what looks like there's like a fence. Yes. With some tree, with some foliage Okay, yeah, it. there's and a whole, there's, cactuses. like I was saying we were watching it, there's like three different, yeah, that's maybe what I was four that's what I was different locations and times. Time, yeah. When this fight scene was shot. Because like, there's like a sunny day. With lots of grass around. And it's like there's twilight. A, yep, like, there's one that's twilight where like uh, in like an area that's like sort of grassy with some trees in the background that you see Frank in. There's yep. another like sort of like mid-afternoon to maybe evening to maybe bad camera. I can't tell. Or mm. bad lighting. Not just not a sunny day. They're on a cliff. Which, but... yeah, where they're like in, in there's like dirt all over the ground and there and there's trees off in the, in the background. background and mountains and and the wig is back. The wig does, yeah. So in the same scene, in this happens a couple in all the fight scenes actually. Uh, all the, the the battle fight scenes, which are there's two major ones, this one and the one with uh, uh, Yamashita at the end, where it, it keeps it seems like they're in different places in different times, and they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's nothing else you could say. So the continuity just goes all over the place. You're supposed to just just go with the flow at this point, I guess. So yeah, they have a fight, and eventually he beats him, and like, when in hand-to-hand combat, and even though Okamura pulls out like ha- little hand dagger type things yeah. and shit, and Frank comes. Yep, through. Frank comes to arrest him and just puts his gun in his belt, like right in front of the guy, and Okamura obviously grabs it, tries to shoot Samurai Cop, but best fucking just single shot in the movie. Bam! Samurai cop. Double denim. A little bit yeah. of denim he's hanging down. Too. Like he's just like, mm. Yeah, man. Legs so badass. He actually looks pretty... He looks good in that in that scene. For someone who's wearing a denim button-up shirt and denim pants. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, Okamura's been taken out. And now they're on to the next one. Which, normally in a movie, you'd think would be Yamashita. But, obviously, since Yamashita's also a samurai, he's really the final boss. Fujiyama's and Fujiyama's just like a coward anyway like he never seems like that much of a threat to Samurai Cop yeah you know he doesn't actually do anything but yell at people all the fucking time he yells like every line use your inside voice dude I mean the whole the movie starts with Okamura yelling I think the the first line of the movie to go all the way back the first line of the movie is like my one of my other favorites is when he just goes we are not an established gang yet you're like, okay, <laughs> way, to, way to give me awesome exposition yeah, right off right. the bat. I don't even have to care about anything. And so, yeah, so um, now they're, they've, I guess, found out, or because cause he says when they show up to the house to go try to get Okamura, it was a great thing where he, with that he does the line where he's like, yeah, if he is there, we'll arrest him. If it's someone, if it's not his house, we'll just apologize to the owners and leave. Normal police procedure. <laughs> is that when uh, he lives with his girlfriend or whatever? She may or not be there, or is that a different? No, no, that's the scene. It's right before they go in to attack Okamura. Oh yeah, okay. Where like they're down below, and the older cop and the girl are up above. It's the scene where she's like, "You want to fuck?" And he's like, yeah, "Oh yeah. it's that scene." Because he, but he literally said he's like, he's like, if it's it, okay. Police procedure there is no, you'd need an official warrant from a judge 
in order to go into that house, you don't just knock on someone's door and be like, hey, are there criminals in here? Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I thought this was Akamura's house. That was the Katana gang. Right. But anyway, police besiege you, be damned, because he's going to get these death merchants off the street. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as I guess in that scene, maybe they find, I, I can't remember if they say what happened, but they found out where Fujiyama is or cause he says too, in the, before that, he's like, Oh, we'll be able to arrest him for sending four assassins to kill a police officer. So like, I think that's yeah. how they get the go. It's like, they're it's like they cut out a judge character who is like, yeah. a, being like, I'm going to stand in your way. And they had to get like solid evidence to mm-hmm. proceed in the case. They just got rid of that completely from the movie. So yeah, now they're gonna go after Fu Fu Fujiyama. Fu Fu Fujiyama is one step ahead because he goes and he kidnaps fucking Jennifer, smart mm-hmm. guy. He's like, fuck this guy, I'm gonna take his girlfriend, my ex, apparently. Um, and so yeah, that leads to the dramatic showdown where Frank and uh, Samurai Cop kill like twenty guys and eventually get to Fujiyama. Fujiyama's got his girl, gun to the head. He shoots Frank when when they put their guns down, but he wasn't smart because they shoot him, and Frank was wearing a bulletproof vest. So mm-hmm. Fujiyama's dead. Now there's just one guy left. I love how wait, uh, what's that? Frank is on the stairs, and if you're looking at the screen, uh, Samurai Cop to the right. Yeah. Then Frank is shot, falls down. Right? He falls down. Yeah. Yep. And then whatever like happens, he kills the dude. And then cuts back, and then somehow Frank comes from the hit. I mean, uh, Samurai Cop comes from his left. Right. Like it doesn't. Well, the, oh, because all right, that just reminded me of another scene we totally fucking skipped, which we have to talk about. It's which so important. Well, two really. So because at the same time that all this shit's going on, that he's like trying to find Fujiyama, um, Robert Sadar is hunting down Samurai Cop. And so he's going after the other cops to figure out where he lives because nobody knows where he lives. So first he goes to old guy cop's house and literally kills his wife right in front of him. Oh, yeah. And then kills him. Um, and that then they figure because he's Salad. like, yeah, because he's like, ask Frank or that or that girl cop. That girl cop. <laughs> so so then they go and they he sends two guys after Frank and these two guys, man. Oh, this scene is another uh, just yeah. absolute classic. So Frank's in the shower. Um, he comes out. The two Surprise. guys grab him. They rip off his towel. The uh, sit him down. The guy takes out a knife, and you don't see it obviously, or this would they would make the movie uh, pornographic. But uh, he reaches down, handles Frank's. Well, I'm just gonna go right ahead and say it because we already mentioned it earlier. Yeah. His black gift, yeah. and threatens to cut it off, and says, "I'll remove you of this gift, this black gift." And yeah, the, the, again, the obsession with genitalia. But the reason that it reminded me of it is because also in that scene, there was a cut where there was a shot of the other guy standing with the door behind him, and then they moved across the room, and it cut back to him in the same location before, yeah. and then cut to them where they were. So there you and go. You, and you clearly see his right. Word. And then also they go after the girl cop and uh, Yamashita. She's literally cooking like nothing. 
She's like moving yeah. stuff. She's moving she's like putting grease her hands in the fridge. Is what she's doing. Yeah, and walking over the fridge with her pan and and shifting bacon grease around. Yeah, that's all. Um, and then yeah, Yamashita pours it on her and doesn't actually find out where he lives. How about that? Does she say his address? Yeah, she, she does. Says, okay, yeah. okay, I wasn't sure. So yeah, she he finds out where he is and goes after him. Luckily, Frank, because he had. He, Frank takes out the other guys, and uh, which allows you, if you watch very closely, you can see his underwear in that scene. Yeah, it's not nude, obviously. And uh, he uh, does this by grabbing scissors, stabbing one of the guys, holding him hostage with his own knife while he pulls the gun out of that guy's pocket, then shoots that dude, and then slits the throat of the other guy, which yeah, is so... Shit. Oh, my God, that's a brutal thing to do to somebody. But um, it might be higher than 30, body count. Kind of, yeah, I know. The more we talk through it, I'm like, we yeah, we might be closer to 50. Um, so, yeah, now Frank's trying to uh, call Samurai Cop. He finally gets in touch with him. That's the thing you were talking about earlier, where he was, she gets out of the pool, and she's like, I'm hungry. Oh, Me yeah. too. And... Uh, so he calls him, and Samurai Cop's like, yellow, and he's like, they're gonna kill you. you get out there, man. And he's like, looks out the window, and he sees him in the backyard. Crouching like him. He's like, there you go now, I gotta go. <laughs> and so, yeah, then you have this big shootout where Samurai Cop is fighting them all around just the outside of yeah, his house. Yeah, the never-ending house yep. walls. Like um, And uh, he takes out all these guys, because once again, Yamashita doesn't go himself. He sends a bunch of other dudes to do his dirty work. Mm-hmm. So Samurai Cop escapes. Uh, or oh, no, you're right. He is. I'm. I'm. You're, I'm my mistake. He is there. But Samurai Cop, because I guess he has to get Jennifer out of there. He mm-hmm. just shoots a couple of his guys. They sneak out, and he traps away in his car with Oregon license plates. Yep. <laughs> um, and yeah, she just like, damn. And so Jennifer just goes back to work. All like happy yeah, and like, oh, like, I think psyched. I'm in love. <laughs> Even though they just went through like a little bit of a herring experience. Bullets were where, flying past yeah, her head. And he shot a couple guys and, and yeah, <laughs> not a good move. Um, And then, of course, now we have our, our dramatic showdown. Samurai Cop and Frank, they load up, they get their gear on, they go and they uh, they attack the, the you know, uh, as we said earlier, they attack Fujiyama, they take him out. And then they're, like, taking out the rest of his guys when fucking in the smallest, weirdest truck of all time. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> fucking Yamashita shows up. like half up. a Jeep. Yeah. So at this point, Yamashita shows up after, like, all the other bad guys are dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have our dramatic showdown. <clears throat> and uh, I also would like to mention, because we didn't mention it yet, there was also a sex scene that I forgot about with Robert Sadar yeah, in red, yeah. which is also pretty gross. And I'm pretty sure... Red is not just fully nude. You can literally see her vagina. Oh, yeah. No, I saw. Yeah, it's I was there. pretty sure you could see it pretty well. Oh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> Mr. Skin, if you're into that, yeah, yeah. go ahead. But, uh, I mean, it's no Neil Breen's ball sack and Double Down. But, so, <laughs> they, uh, you'll, when, when I make you watch Double Down, someday uh, you'll see. I'll, I can't um, wait to see balls. It's also in another one of his movies, too. I think it's I Am Here Now. You see his balls. No, Faithful Findings. You see his ball sack in that, too. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, in this final showdown, at first they're shooting guns. And Yamashita's like, you call yourself a samurai? Let's see how good you are at a sword. We have an overclocked camera sword fight, which 
is when they they speed the film up so everything looks way faster than it is and that eventually ends in samurai cop defeating him in combat and then refusing to kill him but he almost kills him and then frank's like you're a cop even though they're gonna turn in their badges so they said we never see that happen in you fact, don't even see the, the police chief again. Or no, the captain again. no, or Frank after the end of the movie Frank, either. Yeah. Because, or the girl who got grease poured on her stomach. Right. Yeah, in fact, the girl who got burned would have had some serious, serious damage. If someone was oh, pouring yeah. like gr- heated up grease on your stomach like that. It's like second degree burn. Yeah, yeah. And that could, that could do some serious damage, in t- in, in, uh, internal damage as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you go in a shock. But who gives uh, a fuck? The samurai cop's fucking Jessica now. He doesn't give a shit about yeah, he doesn't pol- girl police officer. <laughs> so, um, it, basically, it, it it plays out the way you'd think. Samurai cop wins the fight, and and he refuses Yamashita, to kill him. Yeah. And Yamashita takes out a sword him. or knife, a yeah. dagger, and Frank's about to try to stop him. Samurai cop's like, no, it's the code of the samurai. You <laughs> know he did. With- he did not give him the honor. Yeah, of he didn't give it. A, he death. he refused to give him an honorable death. So if he's a samurai, he should have cut his head off. Yeah, but no, he had to. Well, because I guess the movie's like he had to live up to the police code. So it would have been even more dishonorable, I guess. They didn't really. They could have played on that a lot better. Didn't but. stop him in the rest of the film. No. No, they killed a lot of people, yeah. and they killed some. I mean, but I will say most of the killings were in self-defense, in the way that. At least someone yeah, had a gun or was pointing a gun at them. Like, he could have, like, shot Okamura in the back of the head. And he True. didn't do that. He didn't shoot Okamura until Okamura had a gun and was about to shoot him. So that that's the only one where it looks like he's going to kill somebody. And that would be... Yeah. The movie would consider that to be the only murder. But so they leave. I guess they just leave his body there. I'm yeah, not I don't sure. Know. They don't really... Yeah, because anything. the way the movie ends is also really weird. On the beach or something? Yeah, it just cuts to them making out on the beach in their swimsuits, and then she lays down on a rock with a towel on it, and they make out on the rock, and then it cuts to a rock in the water, sort and of like the, the you've ever seen the famous Toei um, opening. That's literally what it is. It's like oh. water hitting it, and then it stops. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally okay. that shot, just from a, like a different angle. Yeah, which I, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, like he came or something, right. but hey. Yeah, there's a lot what of can uh, you do? innuendos. And so that is the end of Samurai Cop. Samurai Cop. And that's basically what happened in it. So uh, I, I think this movie's really, really really enjoyable to watch i think so too yeah it's like miami connection i think is more but this one's really close yeah, I, I enjoyed miami connection better better yeah more. yeah i think because i even was saying this when we were driving over here um i think this Why? one is a more straightforward plot miami connection the all the weird stuff that keeps coming in miami connection especially just the fact that a band is so the music in Miami Connection made it more enjoyable. For me, yeah, I'll agree with that as well. Yeah, there, there, and I think just the yeah the aspect of it being a musical, like we said, and having a band be like the central character of the movie is a, a a rock band is something that I always love in fucking movies. Like uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like Six String Samurai. No, that one sounds a good one where it's like a 
uh, it's just outlandish. Uh, you know, a character who's a musician who's also like kicking ass. <laughs> a D&D bard <laughs> fighter combo, I guess, or Shit. bard barbarian. But um yeah, say on a scale of 1 to 10 of how enjoyably mm. enjoyable but awful it was. Probably give it like a, a 7.5. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I'd probably give it into the I'd say like 95. But to me, Miami Connection was 100. That's like the probably like a 90. Yeah, Miami Connection and a couple of films we'll get to eventually. The Room and Hard Ticket to Hawaii and this film, Samurai Cop, I think are the bar for enjoyable good movies. Anything below it is just not as good. These movies are the the I think the four most watchable of the bad movies. should eventually find a movie that none of like, either of us haven't seen. Like, so. Oh, definitely, we could do that. I I have a bunch. I have like a whole list of awful movies, and I that have like you know short plot synopses or like reasons I should watch it. My Amazon up account is full of just the nice. worst movies ever. So yeah, we're definitely gonna get to some of those like that. I just wanted to start it out with a couple yeah, no, of episodes I'm just saying, that like, are. That are like safe to say the next two episodes will probably be the room and the hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, it's probably going to do it. I think yeah, next we'll do the room because hard ticket to Hawaii is a lot more similar to both these two films. Yeah, they're all kind of in the same. Yeah. yeah, they're all like late eighties, early nineties police procedural type mm. buddy cop type movies, yeah. even if they don't actually feature cops, which is hard ticket to Hawaii. But um, the room is. I think maybe one of the, probably the most interesting film ever made. Um, like Miami connection is great. I love Miami connection because, uh, and, um, Samurai cop because of like the, how they inspire me. It's another thing. Neil Breen's another one because these are filmmakers who are driven to make films and will make them by any means necessary. So that like, to me, like boosts up what I think about them. With The Room, it's kind of like an anomaly. It's a movie that's so bad good, but the director never did anything else. He himself is like a weird enigma. And so, like, I mean, just... Tommy was so... Yeah, the fact that you could make a movie like that, it could make so... It could be so successful in its own way and spawn not only a book about it, but then that book spawns another film that's just about that film with two famous actors and brothers playing two of the characters from the movie. So, like, I think that it's another one that just you have to cover, and we might as well... I want to get these ones out of the way. No, that's fine. You know, because also these are are ones I know people have seen, so it's easier to listen to a podcast about a bad... Even though, I mean, we basically break down the whole movie, uh, I think that it's good to have already seen it so then you can laugh mm-hmm. at the joke as well um so yeah uh, i'm gonna take a quick break right here and then we're gonna come back with one more short thing and then we'll be done okay all right i know you're not talking to me but I'm <laughs> a few questions? No way, his lips are burned. So what, he'll never be able to talk again? Oh, he'll talk again, but you just have to give him a couple of weeks. 
Next time, guys, catch him in one piece. Thanks, nurse. Do you like what you see? I love what I see. Would you like to touch what you see? Yes. Yes, I would. Would you like to go out with me? Uh-huh. Yes, I would. Would you like to fuck me? Bingo. Well, then let's see what you've got. Doesn't interest me. Nothing there. Nothing there? Just exactly what would interest you? Something the size of a jumbo jet? Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. No, he, uh, he was a good doctor. Good doctors make mistakes, too. That's why they buy insurance. Hey, don't worry. I got enough. It's big. I want bigger. Hey, I have, uh... <laughs> have you been circumcised? Shut up. So, our one last thing this week is something I want to try to do, but I'm going to have to do more research in the future. So, I'm just going to introduce it with one. Um, so, every once in a while, you'll be able to come across a genuine bad review for one of these movies. That's not like someone be Because most of them, even if they rate it bad, they're like, this movie's hilarious. I love watching it. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, every once in a while, though, you'll find one where someone actually seems like they didn't like it. And so we have one of those this week. Batman Fun Reviews from the 27th of October in 2018. Rated Samurai Cop 1 out of 10. Horrible. Joe Marshall and Frank Washington are two police detectives who must stop the ruthless activities of the Katana, a renegade Yakuza gang comprised of violent and sadistic killers who want to lead the drug trade in Los Angeles. So apparently it is Los Angeles, oh. according to Batman Fun Reviews. A soft porn, badly written, directed and acted early 90s flick that is racist, dumb, and quite unwatchable to say the least. The performances were awful as you would expected them to be. That's what they wrote, too. And the overall storyline was super silly, but it might be appreciated by some viewers, perhaps, question mark. I mean, all bad flicks have fans as well, too, you know, question mark, wrong use of two. <laughs> Fuck you, Batman fun reviews. I bet you, I bet you don't like stuff that's good. Well, that's a soft porn. I mean, yeah, but and, like, uh, that's not a, that's no, not no, a no, bad thing, I don't, thing, I don't agree it? with his review. No, no. Hey, I enjoyed it. I already mentioned it. No, I didn't. But, uh, what else did he say? He just, he no. didn't like anything about it. But this guy also, like, rated Jurassic Park 10 stars. I don't even know how you can do that. Yeah, which one? The original one. I wouldn't give the it Ultimate chance. Trilogy, actually. Yeah, the third one sucked. Well, I mean, like, a lot of times, I'm, I'm not going to, like, scroll through all these, but a lot of times you look up these people and you see like tons of bad reviews on movies where it's like well no shit that movie was bad like the here's one this guy did for the 1971 Sylvester Stallone classic Bananas I don't think I've seen that yeah bananas. no one has it's awful like I bananas. haven't even seen it I've heard of it but like 
gives it like a bad review. Like who cares about mm. your bad reviews of a terrible movie no, that, no that didn't bananas. do well? Yeah, like I, you know, I don't know. It's just like it's like it reminds or it's similar to the people who like go out and it'll be like Citizen Kane, three stars out of ten, and you're like, come on, I can you can sit here and tell me you don't like it. But you can't tell me that one of the most well-known, well-loved, respected movies of all time that spawned a whole generation of filmmakers and film schools and is still taught to this day. You, sorry. You can say you don't like it, but that's not critical analysis. over Right. Right. And it's like you're just doing that because it's Citizen Kane. It's not... It's, it's a movie that yeah. is number one or number saying. two yeah. on every list of, like... The f- most famous films of all time, yeah. and someone has to come and be like, "I think it's only two stars." Like, shut up, asshole. You know. So that's mainly what I'm looking for in these. Ho- uh, hopeful, hopeful, I can find more. I'm gonna have to start looking for them before we set up, so I can find some good ones. Um, and with movies that aren't, especially aren't like these ones that we've been covering that are more have a fan base and a cult following so like most of the reviews for Miami Connection were the same thing they're like five stars out of five best movie ever you know yeah it's on the it's, yeah on the it's side, all fans it's same. right like yeah I've, I have a feeling I'm not gonna find too many negative reviews of the room like they might say the movie sucks but it's not in a negative way you know yeah. and that's what we do here on this podcast because it's called wonderfully off yeah you know? we love terrible shit and bad movies are great movies. They're actually, a lot of them are some of my favorite movies ever. So we're going to continue to do this. Um, and yeah. uh, right now, Samurai Cop is available on Amazon Prime for free. Um, so our, do it. I'm not actually, the first one might not be, but the Rift Tracks is. And uh, Rift Tracks are really funny. If you like Mystery Science Theater 3000, well, it's three of the guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000, the original series. And uh, it's really funny. They also did The Room and a bunch of other bad movies. Uh, Birdemic, all of them. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, one last thing. This movie spawned a sequel. Did it? Yeah. I, ah. it don't suggest it. Not very good. It came out like two years ago, three years ago. It's pretty recent. Uh, it does have Tommy Wiseau in it from the room, but that's about the best thing about it. It does star man ha- Matt Hannon, so it, ha- it brings back our original Samurai Cop, mm. but it's too... Uh, Amir Chevron is in on the joke now, so it's not it's not as genuine as uh, some of these movies are. You know, there's that's yeah. what I think is... That's what I think I like the most about bad movies, is that there's this, like everything is done so genuinely even when it's so ridiculous that you're like it's kind of innocent in a way and when they realize that they're doing the joke it loses that and it makes it not as funny so i would not suggest samurai cop 2 maybe someday we'll cover it just just for for the hell of it but uh it's a short little uh, yeah yeah but i wouldn't recommend it but i would highly recommend samurai cop again yeah if you I'd watch it, it again. I would to, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. I've, well, like I was telling you, this is like the sixth time I've watched it in the past month. I love it. Mm. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's up there. So, all right, guys. Thank you for coming back and listening to the second episode of Wonderfully Awful. Yeah, thanks. As uh, I think we established before, the next episode we'll be covering Tommy Wiseau's The Room. 
Um, so sadly, you can't get that for free on YouTube anymore. He uploaded it for like, for like a couple days and then took it down. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty easy to find on the internet, uh, and I believe you can buy it as well. I'm not sure. Maybe I should look that up right now, just so. But uh, I think most people who'd be listening to podcasts like this ha- at least have rudimentary knowledge yeah. of the room. I've only seen like a few minutes of it. But... Yeah, I mean, there, a lot of the scenes are like pretty famous. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of tough to find. You may have to get onto Reddit or something like that to find it. Um, but yeah, so tune in next time. And, uh, yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, well, before we go, let's just quick plug. Uh, obviously, I'm from My Movies Better. You can get me on all your podcast things, Jamie. Yeah, I'm from Storyburst. Yeah. You can get me on your podcast things as well. Yeah. iTunes, Google Play. we got new episodes, both of us hopefully coming out soon. Um, in the meantime, we might also be doing a side episode on the filmography of Neil Breen with my buddy Derek Clements and uh, the guys over at wickedlate.net. So check out wickedlate.net for movie reviews and other cool blog stuff about movies and television. And we will see you next time. Yep. Bye. See you.